best friends forever. Until one host says something wrong about the other host's favorite character. Why would you say such a thing? Talking all things supernatural and sci-fi television, it's Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of TeamTSD.com. Greetings, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. I'm Liz. And I'm Lindy. And we are rounding out this season's Game of Thrones podcast recap, talking about that insane finale. (laughs) Um, I think it, uh, you know what? I went in with low expectations because of Battle of the Bastards, but Lindy, this was just, this episode just rocked. I loved it. Yeah, it was so good. Um, like Brad, my husband was saying right after it ended, he was like, best episode of TV ever. And I was like, I don't know, that seems hasty. But the more I think about it, um, I can honestly say that no episode of television has ever stuck with me this much. Like I've been thinking about it constantly. Um I think that really just proves how good it was. Like, it stuck with me. I've watched it, I think, four times now. Um, I'm obsessed. So now I'm on Brad's train, and I'm saying I think this was the best episode of TV ever. Agreed. And I think it's, you know, when you try to compare it to Battle of the Bastards or even Hard Home from last season where Jon Snow comes face-to-face with the White Walkers as well as with some of the rest of the Wildlings, I think that was from an effect standpoint was just so crazy that it was just extremely entertaining. Those two episodes with the winds of winter, the season six finale, the, it was more of the surprises and the twists. And, you know, we knew the tower of joy scene would probably be revealed and it was as satisfying as we wanted it to be. So it was just, just fulfilling on all fronts. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's just so good. Yeah. Totally right. It was satisfying. It was fulfilling. And as a fan of the show who's watched since the beginning, it was just really exciting to see so many things, um, so many theories kind of coming true or being confirmed. And it it just kind of signifies the show is finally about to take a step in the direction that we always thought it would be going with Danny heading to Westeros with her giant army. And, you know, with the reveal of John, John's parents um, at the Tower of Joy scene, um, you know, a lot of people were waiting for wildfire to, you know, make an appearance in the show, and it did. I mean, I don't even know what else. Arya's back on track with, you know, not such a boring storyline. It was just so many things came together that we'd been waiting for that it was just epic, totally epic. It was epic, and I think, um, I know we want to dive into our four theories of how Jon Snow will eventually find out that his parents mm-hmm. are Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark, but before we do that, um, I was kind of thinking, I think this is the obvious, but hasn't really been stated yet. I didn't really realize this show, I mean, the show is so much about fierce women, but right mm-hmm. now, at the end of this season's finale, yeah. we have Cersei ruling the Seven Kingdoms. Danny partnering with that one bitch of Dorne, um, Oberyn's ex, Alaria. Lady Olenna of yeah. Alaria, Lady Olenna of House Tyrell, and we also have, um, well, sort of Sansa Stark, but not really. Um, but mm-hmm. I think we can just count Lady Mormont just because she's badass as fuck. Yeah, but she can. Um, 
we just have all these fierce women in play now, and I think it's kind of amazing. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. And I guess I didn't realize it right away either. And then I was seeing people saying girl power and all the stuff and like, oh my gosh, yeah, there's a ton of fierce females right now, Sansa, everybody that you named. Um, Yeah, there's so many theories and I've looked at some other stuff that I want to discuss just besides Jon Snow. But before we do all that, do you want to talk about some of the most important moments? I want to ask your thoughts about something. Yeah, of course. Okay, so let's start with uh, Cersei and the King's Landing explosion, the wildfire. First of all, the soundtrack to that episode, holy crap, people are raving about the soundtrack, but it, like, took the episode to another level. And I, I honestly don't think, I honestly think that without that specific soundtrack, the episode wouldn't have even been as great as it was. I think it made it, especially in the King's Landing scene in the beginning. Um and I'm very torn with Cersei. There's been a lot of people on social media saying that they absolutely love her and what she did. Um, and I did until the whole mountain part with Septa Unella. That was just effed up. Um, what are your thoughts on Cersei now? So I love Cersei as a character because she's so wonderful to hate. But I'm not surprised at what she did with the mountain and Septa because Cersei is she's a villain. She's a mm-hmm. horrible person, and unless you are her child, mm-hmm. she will not hold back in doing anything to you, especially when she feels vengeful. Not just like right. if she hates you, she's going to be shitty to you, but if she hates you, plus she wants revenge on you, like it's just going to be even worse. So mm-hmm. I think that um, I'm not surprised that she did that. Yeah. Uh, um, I thought that it was amazing how they pulled the whole wi- wildfire thing together. They had been teasing wildfire for a while. Um, right. And in the Game of Thrones, behind the thrones or whatever videos that we posted on Pure Fandom, it talked mm-hmm. about how... They hinted at the wildfire with Jamie a couple of episodes yeah. ago, you know, saying this is why I killed the Mad King because he was going to blow up the whole city with wildfire. A few episodes before that, we had Bran Stark having his vision and you saw Aerys Targaryen saying burn them all. Um, right. So I just really love how they plant the seeds and kind of, you know, lead to that point. And yeah. uh, so, quick side note, Eric and I, my husband, we started watching Game of Thrones from the beginning again. <laughs> Yeah. It's so interesting to see how, I mean, it just further reaffirms how much they plant these seeds so early, and it's just awesome. Right. But bringing it back to Cersei, um, I think it's it was badass how she got revenge because we hated the High Sparrow. Mm-hmm. And so if we wanted, you know, I felt myself cheering for Cersei because I wanted him to go. But now she doesn't even have any shrill of humanity left in her. And, um, or not even humanity left in her left to expose because her kids are gone. And I don't think she would do the same things for Jamie as she would for her children. Yeah. And so I'm very, very curious to see, and I think a lot of people are predicting this for season seven, I a hundred percent think that Jamie will be the one that somehow kills her. Yeah, I think so too. And, um, I mean, he, he had that look and, you know, he basically ki- killed the Mad King because he was planning on blowing up everything with wildfire. That's what she's become. Right. Um, and I found it very interesting. And I don't know if you've read 
this online have remembered this, but if we think about Circe's prophecy from the witch when she was younger that we got the flashback of, um, there were kind of three, three parts to it. Um, first of all, the witch had said, there comes another younger and more beautiful to cast you down and take all you hold dear, which we're thinking could be Daenerys Targaryen. Um, then they, the witch also said, gold shall be their crowns and gold their shrouds. So Joffrey was wearing gold and buried in gold with his gold crown when he died. Um, Marcella was wearing gold at her funeral or whatever. And Tommen, they really played that up because the scene of him in the beginning showed him in gold and showed them placing the gold crown on his head. That's what he was wearing when he died. So that part of the prophecy has come true. The last part of the prophecy says, when your tears have drowned you, the Valancourt, I don't know how to say that, shall wrap his hands around your pale white throat and choke the life from you. So Valancourt, I don't know how to say it again, means little brother. (laughs) It means little brother in Valerian. Um, Some people think that that could be Tyrion, but... Jamie is her twin, but Cersei came out of the womb first. So really, it could be Jamie or it could be Tyrion, who's traveling with Danny. So that could also foretell something if Danny is the one to take everything from Cersei that she holds dear. So I want to throw that out there because I think some people may have forgotten that prophecy. And that's pretty interesting that that's all starting to come true. Yeah, I think that... Um and she and she hinted and said she knew that this prophecy would be fulfilled. She kind of already mm-hmm. knew Tommen was going to die. She said like a couple yeah. episodes ago, like I know mm-hmm. he's going to die somehow because my life sucks. I still mm-hmm. think Jamie will be, or I want Jamie to be the one to kill her because with his character development, I'm really enjoying how uh, it's again from re- starting to rewatch the series. He was so horrible. And, you know, he was captured by Catelyn and then his development there, his relationship with Bran and him realizing right. how terrible Cersei is. Cersei brings out the worst in him. And if he can overcome that, that is a huge development for his character because he mm-hmm. killed the Mad King because he didn't want him to murder everyone in the city. Like the guy has some dignity in him. So I'd right. like for that to happen somehow because I think it would be an epic twist of fate and also a great closing for Cersei's character. Because she is she is horrible. She has no redeeming mm-hmm. qualities. So right. it would kind of almost be perfect if that happens. I okay. also for, completely forgot about how Cersei um, lost a son before the three she yeah. had with Jamie. That was a Baratheon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if that has anything to do with the prophecy, but it just further shows she's lost four children. Like yeah. she, her life fucking sucks. I'm I'm really, I'm just really, really excited to see um, what happens with her character and how they tie it all together. I think her even being like, I don't even want to see, see her burned by a dragon. Like that's, yeah, no, like, no, that wouldn't satisfy me. No, it's gotta be something that, yeah, it's gotta be something deeper than that. Um, Although it'd be amazing. So I want to talk real quick about the tower of joy scene. So Mm -hmm. I did read something about this scene. Um, It has to do with Azora High, which I can now say now instead of Aziz, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Okay, so some people think that Jon Snow is Azora High, right? 
right? And the the prophecy or whatever is that Azor Ahai is born under a bleeding star. At the Tower of Joy, in the flashbacks, um, what the heck is his name? Sir Arthur Dane has a sword named Dawn. On the hilt is a, is a sun, and the um, sword is said to be forged from a fallen meteorite. I'm trying not to mess this up, a fallen meteorite. So okay. that sword had blood on it in the battle, and they put, did a close-up of it when Ned went up to the tower to see Leanna. He leaned it against the bloody bed. Some people are thinking this is a sign that Jon Snow is Zora High doing that whole, like, close-up of, of Dawn yep. at that moment. So that's pretty deep. Yeah, that's that would deep. be mind-blowing. I did read that, and I read another one about how, um, again, this is we're getting all of these from Reddit because Reddit holds like the secrets to like <laughs> everyone's life. soul, like the yeah. secrets to life. Um, I like look at my clock, and I'm like, oh, I've been on Reddit all day. Wonderful, um, <laughs> contributing nothing, of course, just taking everything and using it for our podcast. Um, <laughs> the 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 one I read that was similar to that, and I I don't know if it it runs in parallel to it or if it's just another random one. Um, okay. It has to do with his um, his name, of course, but we'll get into the, the name thing in a minute. I'll just talk about the actual prophecy thing. So uh, Jaehaerys is what some people are saying could be Jon Snow's real name. Again, we'll get into the right. name thing in a minute yeah. here. Um, and Jaehaerys was the great-grandfather of Jon, so Rhaegar's grandfather. And that Jaehaerys, was the king who received the original prophecy about the prince who was promised from the woods witch with Jenny of Old Stones. Mm-hmm. So this prophecy is what caused Jaehaerys to force his children, Aerys and Rayella, to marry because it was prophesied that the prince that was promised would be born from that line. So mm-hmm. then Rhaegar, he obviously still believed this, and people are saying that whether or not him and he and Lyanna were in love, mm-hmm. he made sure that they produced another heir because, you know, the dragon must have three heads, quote unquote. And he already mm-hmm. had two children with his wife, Elia, and she couldn't have any more. So there was mm-hmm. even more of a push for him to have a child with Lyanna. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So I think there's, there's just a lot, a lot going on. I, I think um, he's definitely the way John or the way John, like Kit Harrington is John Snow in real life. The way Kit Harrington <laughs> talks about Jon Snow, you know, he keeps saying he's so naive, he's so ignorant to all these things, like even when they were pronouncing him King of the North, like he yeah. didn't even try and give some shroud of gratefulness, you know, to Sansa. And I think why he's saying that because he's still lost, because he still doesn't know who he is. So mm-hmm. I'm very, very curious to see how um, Jon Snow's character progresses next season once he find out once he finds out who he is because I'm thinking this you know that air of uh, lostness I guess or that air of ignorance will mm-hmm. diminish. Yeah. I think that still needs to happen and that'll be the conclusion for his character. And yeah. I'm, I'm very very excited to see that. But yeah, so okay. tons of theories. Let's start talking about. Um, I want to start talking about John and the whole. Okay. Um, how people, so of course the name stuff, you know, it could be, 
Raygard, a combination of Raygar and Eddard Stark. It could be whatever. Whatever it is, it's probably very Targaryen-esque and has multiple vowels, one right after <laughs> another. But yes. what, we, um, what we recently put a post on, on purefandom.com about is the four ways of how John could find out that he is a Targaryen. And, and what's I great about that is, oh, we had a fifth, lovely. That's and I it, think girl. what's great about that is that we have a lot of other um, stories to uncover within those theories. So first, let's talk about the one um, that we wrote about where, with the whole tomb. Do you want to kind of dive into that a little bit and we can chat yeah, about theory yeah. there? So... Uh, yeah, there is a crypt underneath Winterfell where the Starks are buried. Um, Mm -hmm. and as described in the book, you know, they say that the tombs for people are prepared long before the person dies. That way they're there and ready because you never know when somebody's going to check out in Westeros. You just never know. (laughs) So uh, one theory is, I think Liz, that you had said this about Leanna leaving some kind of note or a clue or some kind of message to be discovered later, um, either for John or for someone else that kind of reveals his parentage. Um, and then this is another Redditor had this idea. Like in her tomb. In her, in her in, tomb. In so her. We were think, think, okay. Yeah, like somewhere in the tomb, because I think what um, if they're going to hide any sort of evidence somewhere, the Stark tomb, you know, that's been preserved for over a thousand years. So that's something mm-hmm. that will always be protected and right. like un- just undisturbed. So I think that's why we thought, you know, I, or I thought it would be something like, there's got to be some sort of like West- Westeronian birth certificate. Like they had to have some sort of <laughs> shit like that. Exactly. <laughs> like there has to be. Yeah. Something with like the stamp of the emblem of Rhaegar that only he would have. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's one of the theories. Sorry, continue. Yeah, and then, no, that's fine. And another thing with the crypt, a Redditor had said, suggested that maybe John will go down there and see, like, a tomb. Maybe it's hidden or something. And it's for Jon Snow, and it says the parents are Rhaegar and Lyanna or something like that. Um, and there could be something different with the name. You know, we talked about different names. But in the books, John does have a dream about going down into the crypt, and there's different uh, things that are talked about in the book, you know, with John in the crypt. So that is one that could probably happen and would make a lot of sense, too. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think, Liz, about the possibility of Bran telling him? Do you think Bran, it's likely that Bran would go back to tell John? I mean, he's kind of busy right now. Um, no. Yeah, I think so. I think he could, and, you know, it might, this may be like an easy cop-out, but uh, he could go back, tell him, and then John will just come and be like, como se fuck, or he'll be like, John, (laughs) head down to the tomb with me, because maybe Mm -hmm. Bran sees that Ned buried something in the tomb, or a clue, or, um, you know, if they prepared a tomb for Jaehaerys or Rhaegard or whatever mm-hmm. the hell John's real name is, you know, he takes him yeah. down there and shows him and says, like, I knew this was here because, oh, BT Dobbs, I can go back in time and, like, look at shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like that could happen as well. And it would almost be, I don't know, I think he needs to find out from a Stark, too, because I think he also needs that affirmation that, you know, you're still our brother no matter what, but, mm-hmm. you know, we we are all kind of on the same page now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there, that that could happen as well. 
Yeah. Um, and it would be super satisfying to see him and Arya go back and just have all of the Starks together. And then when it ends, like all the Starks are alive and together and ruling the entire world. That's our right. dream. Um, so then our third theory. So this has to do with Littlefinger because he and Varys both somehow know everything. We joked in our recap that they are probably informed every time Cersei takes. Can we say it? Yeah, take say what? Shit. Yeah, I was like, can we say shit? You just said the F. What? I say fuck all the time. That's true. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> Littlefinger feels slighted. This is a Game of Thrones podcast. True. If you true. let your child watch this show, or if you're listening <laughs> to this, you've heard the word fuck or cunt or shit or bastard. Bastard. I'm working, I'm working on my impersonate. The bastard Jon Snow. Lady Mormon, I'm working on my <laughs> accent for her. You refuse oh, the call. I don't care if he's a bastard. Mad stop. You refuse the call. Refuse. That was horrible. I'm sorry. I'm like okay. half okay. of your end. Shit's getting weird. Oh, my God. Right, I'm so half blind. Cheers. Um, Cheers. Okay, so Littlefinger, he's a know-it-all, blah, blah, blah. He probably feels slighted because Sansa turned him down, and everybody rallied thanks to little Lady Liana against John to become King of the North. And Liana very specifically said, um, he, I don't care if he's a bastard, Ned Stark's blood runs through his veins. Yeah, except it doesn't. Um, it does kind thing, of, though. It does mm, kind of. A li- little bit, little bit. But uh, the little finger had that look on the, at the end of that scene, kind of like, yeah, I'm little finger. I'm going to figure something out. We know he has something up his sleeve. I would really not be surprised if Littlefinger knew about John's parents because he always seems to be one step ahead of everybody. And he plays the game to get, you know, Sansa to marry him somehow. You know, he's going to end up close to the Iron Throne. He's not going anywhere. So I think he could play a part in it. Um, The last thing is Melisandre having a part in it. And I know, Liz, you had some... uh, predictions about Melisandre coming back in with the whole Jon Snow parentage thing. Yeah, I think that, that her significance isn't done yet. Um, no. So, that was, so I was thinking, okay, you know, she's gone now, so that way she's not, like, taking over all these scenes in, at Winterfell. I think mm-hmm. she'll probably head south. I'm not sure how it'll happen, but I'm sure she'll head south and she'll run into, like, Danny, and then she'll see some shit in the fire about Jon Snow being related to her or something like that. Because I mm-hmm. feel like the way the Lord of Light works is mm-hmm. he, there's a lot of um, ambiance influence. So if she's around Danny, you know, a true Targaryen, maybe then right. it'll be revealed his true somehow mystically. I don't know. And then she'll be like, oh, okay, that's, that's what's going on. And then right. she'll somehow come back, come and confirm it, or mm-hmm. um, I don't know. That yeah, was, that was my prediction there. Yeah, because you know she had said, you know, she serves the Lord of Light, but she serves John because that's what the Lord of Light wants. Well, if John really is this true, you know, key or whatever in defeating White Walkers mm-hmm. or whatever, um, then she might get led back to him. Also, we talked about how, you know, we were thinking about the Red Priestess and Marine who showed up and told Varus things about himself that she would never have known. And Varus was like, holy crap, you obviously have powers or something. Right. So I feel like the importance of that scene could be for Varus to already be 
prepared to believe Melisande when they meet. You know, if her, if him and Danny Ooh. run into each other, yeah. So if him and Danny run into Melisande, Varus can be like, "Dude, trust her. Like these red priestesses are crazy. They know things." So maybe that could come into play as well because I feel like you know it was very random Varus having that experience with the red priestess. So I think it may have a deeper meaning. Um, but yeah, and my last thing, which I didn't tell you, but I have seen some people talking about on Facebook. Okay. So one part Wait, not Reddit? This, on Facebook? On Facebook. And one of those groups. So. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. <laughs> so one of the things that we haven't talked about yet with the finale is Sam getting to the Citadel. So. To me, that means something. Like, he is going, him being there has to be integral in some way for something oh, yeah. in the next season. So, he could find something there that clues him into who Jon Snow is as well. I think there could be something, you know, whether Sam figures out about White Walkers or Jon's parents or something, there has to be a purpose in him being there. Um, and I think it could be that in the 12 million books that he's supposed to read in his lifetime, um, maybe he stumbles upon something that tells him that John, you know, is a dragon rider or has some prophecy. Maybe he's a Zora High something. So that's the last theory. I haven't thought that one out very much, but I think it could happen. No, something's definitely going to be uncovered or revealed or what, whether it's um, how to mine more dragon glass or what have you. Um, I think something definitely will come of Sam being there. And also, uh, on one of the videos we shared on our Facebook page, yes. if you guys haven't seen it, the rings that Sam was looking at inside of yes. that massive library are yes. the same rings from the intro to the show, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. So they're tying all this stuff together. And if you notice the intro as well, they put the different or the appropriate new sigils back onto the different mm-hmm. kingdoms. So the Stark name is still uh, there for, um, or the Stark name Winterfell. and symbol is back on Winterfell. The mm-hmm. symbol is reversed a little bit because it is the white wolf mm-hmm. now on blue versus blue on white. So there's some pretty, yes. some pretty cool stuff going on. Um, but yeah, we're running out of time, but um, we, we've talked about, you know, how John could find this out. I think next week, we might dive a little bit more into there are some more theories that are floating around and getting more deep and twisted. Uh, talk a little bit more about Aria. So there are still more theories to come. This will be our last recap of an episode, but we ain't done with Game of Thrones. No, podcast. and you know what? We we didn't get to talk about Gendry, so we're going to talk about Gendry theories next week because yep. where the hell where the hell is Gendry? And we'll talk about Lady Stoneheart possibilities next week as well. Um, but before we go. If you guys are not going to Columbus Wizard World Comic Con, July 29th through the 31st, what are you even doing with your life? It's going to be freaking amazing. Number one, the cast of the 100 is going to be there. Yes, them too. Them too. They're pretty cool. Um, Robert Patrick, Ian Smolderholder, um, Amy Jo Johnson, Jules State, Kevin Thorbo, Taryn Manning. OMG. Can't wait to see her. Mitch Pelleggi, James. Masters, Spike. Spike is going to be there. Um, and a bunch of other people. It's going to be amazing. So make sure you guys get tickets and head out there because it's going to be the shit. 
It's going to be awesome. And of course, we're going to be there with our amazing fan panels. We may even mm-hmm. surprise you and do a 100 fan panel. Who knows? We're toying around mm-hmm. with the idea. If you want to see that, um, make sure you tweet it to us at pure underscore fandom. You can find us there on Instagram as well and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and check out purefandom.com. We are bringing on new writers all the time. We have some killer, killer podcasts. If you guys are sci-fi fans, we're launching a sci-fi series. Um, Brad and Court Talk, one of our most popular, um, are interviewing some of the different, one of our most popular podcasts are interviewing some of the different cast members. And of course, continue to check out Con Radio because our amazing fellow podcasters there are coming out with new content all the time. And it's just going to be a kick-ass summer and it's already half over. I can't even believe it. I know. Insane. But um, that was awesome. We can't wait to talk more Game of Thrones series next week. Check our socials so you can keep up to date on what we'll be talking about. And we'll catch you next time. All right. Capes out.